This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Thank you very much. Uh, let me tell you about Mantis X. Uh, I went out to shoot. <laughs> I've been I've been so um, busy this summer. I've only had one time I could go out and shoot. Uh, here at the ranch and we usually shoot every day but we also aren't doing it because it's just so expensive all of the uh, ammunition been using mantis x for the last about year and without being able to get out to the range you this is a perishable skill if you're not shooting you're not going to be accurate i used mantis x which is widely used by the military now and, and it was started with the marines uh and i use that and i just dry fire it's really easy you can be anywhere uh, or you can live fire and do it as well. But it gives you real-time uh, advice on what you're doing, and it tracks what you're doing, how you're pulling the trigger, where, are you leaning down into it, are you pulling right? It tells you in real time. Uh, my shooting has actually improved a ton. I came out here with live bullets, and I was like, holy cow, it's Mantis X. Get yours now, mantisx.com, mantisx.com. Baker is an investigative journalist. Uh, he has been, well, he started really doing investigations with his dad, who I think was a private eye. He has been uh, working with dissidents behind the Iron Curtain and supported them when the Soviet Union was around. Uh, and he's also a political writer. Well, on January 6th, he took his camera in and was documenting as an investigative journalist all of the things that were happening. He didn't parade, he didn't do any property damage, he didn't do anything, all he did was document it. Now, his videos have been seen over and over and over again. He released the videos, they've been used on documentaries about January 6th by HBO, the New York Times, the Epic Times, etc. Well, he's been doing some work with The Blaze on something else because he's one of the only journalists that have been given full access to what is it? All 41,000 hours of tapes or something like that. All of the tapes the government has been hiding. And he's been doing some work on that. Uh, and he was about to write a story with The Blaze when, lo and behold, he, uh, he gets a notice. A grand jury subpoena over all of his tapes. What does this mean? We're going to talk to Steve in 60 seconds. Stand by. 
You can't assume that everything in life is going to go according to plan. I mean, who does that now? Who does it? It was like, you know what? All of my plans, they're going to go just great because what could possibly happen? I don't know. I'm doing a special tonight on aliens. When When you're like seriously having really big people president of the united states i mean not this one because he could say anything popsicles or boats uh you know when you have when you have really credible evidence and they're like yep aliens in fact we have some alien bodies in the you know in the trunk of my car right now anything could happen be prepared for anything, especially with this economy. My Patriot Supply is offering a huge discount on their best-selling three-month emergency food kit. Everyone within the sound of my voice should have a three-month emergency food kit. I don't care. This is probably the most important thing that you could do if you really want to be prepared. Now, you don't have to have a year, three months. Save 25% per kit on your order right now. This is the biggest discount that My Patriot Supply offers. I was just in their warehouse a couple of weeks ago. I mean, you could literally eat off the floor. It is one of the, it's one of the cleanest factories I think I've ever been in. Uh, these things uh, have breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, drinks, 2,000 calories a day, every day for three months grab your 25 percent discount right now before the offer expires it's mypatriotsupply.com mypatriotsupply.com steve baker investigative journalist joins us now hello steve hey glenn how are you (laughs) well uh i'd be better if your story wasn't popping up on my radar um you tell me tell me how much of your uh videotape that you you have it's it's pretty much all available, right? You're not hiding anything. No, I'm not hiding anything at all. I mean, other than the right. um, unfortunate video that I took that day where I you know, filmed my shoelaces uh, at certain points, getting jostled around in the crowd. But other than that, it's, right. it's right. pretty much all out on the uh, Internet. Right. And when you when they originally called you a couple of years ago, you said, hey, if you need the tape, you want anything, you can you can have it. I'll turn it over to you. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I did a two-hour interview back in October of 21, and then they uh, threatened me with prosecution in November of 21. And then after that initial threat, we didn't hear from them again for 20 months, and that happened uh, on this past Friday. And what did what was it exactly that they were threatening you with? Prosecution for uh, what? <laughs> Well, and this, this is the absurdity of the original threat. My attorney received a email the week before Thanksgiving of 21 from assistant U.S. attorney Anita Eve in Pennsylvania saying that his client, meaning me, would be charged within the week. And then there were some additional back and forths in which we learned that they were going to charge me, first of all, with property damage, because at one point I stood on a bench inside the crypt area of the Capitol building. I didn't damage the bench, but I I was standing up to get above the crowd so that I could film what was going on. And then the, the most absurd charge of all was that they were actually going to charge me with, and you're not going to believe this, interstate racketeering. Uh, I'll let that sink in for a second. Yeah. Anyway, let me just interstate racketeering. Yes. I'm trying to make that work. How, how did they make that work in their heads? Well, 
presumably I must have known about an illegal event that was taking place in D.C. on January 6th. Therefore, I colluded apparently with someone else, traveled across state lines, and then profited Uh, from the licensing of my videos to HBO, et cetera, et cetera. This is insane. This is insane. We all knew. I was on the air two days before or the day before saying, please don't go to Washington. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know the infiltration. You don't know who's good, who's bad. Please don't go to Washington. Um, Because I felt that there was, well, this kind of danger, um, especially from the federal government. Uh, and, And now, what, because you went, you had foreknowledge? Please. Everybody, the, all of the press was there on January 6th. They were all there. Oh, yeah. There was at least 100 uh, reporters and, and journalists of all types, uh, independent and otherwise, including uh, some, uh, at least one from the blaze at the time was there inside the building. And yep. then, of course, <laughs> the the absurdity of that is, is that somehow little old me from Raleigh, North Carolina, I had knowledge of a huge illegal event about well, the place. But somehow the intelligence from the FBI, the Capitol Police and at all, they, they didn't know about it. Yeah, except they did know about it. And, uh, you know, we, of course, we communicate in the conservative circles through invisible smoke signals at night. So, of course, <laughs> you knew about it, too. Um, now, you are only one of five journalists that have been given access to the 4,100 hours of January 6th video. You've been meeting with Congress members and congressional investigators uh, about the charges uh, or the discoveries that you have found. You were going to do, I assume you still are, going to be releasing a story on The Blaze all about this. I don't want to get ahead of the reporting here, but right. do I have that understanding right first? You've got all of that correct. Okay, and uh, for some reason, as we're getting close to publish this story, for some reason, they come out of the blue to one of the five journalists who have, who have had access to all of this, and now they're going to press charges. Yeah, and let me give you kind of an exclusive advanced bombshell on this case, my case in particular. I mentioned earlier that this original uh, effort back in 2021 over 20 months ago was presented to my attorney from assistant u.s attorney anita eve out of pennsylvania she also happens to be the exact same u.s attorney who ordered the swat raid on the pennsylvania abortion clinic protester after his attorneys had cooperated for so many months with them and then she would not return their emails, return their calls. And then just one day on September 23rd of last year or the year before 2019, maybe whatever it was, they uh, suddenly showed up at his door with the red dots on his chest. So how do you feel? I mean, it's the same person. It's the same DOJ, uh, the same kind of scenario. Uh, have, I mean, are you married? Do you have kids? Have you talked about, you know, somebody coming to the front door and trying to pounded down with a SWAT team. Yeah, I, I am uh, I'm not married, but I have two grown children and they are well aware of my activities and what I'm doing. I've, uh, I've forewarned them that this day was potentially coming and uh, they're proud of me. They're proud of the work that I do. And uh, they're, they're 
fully supportive of me, so I'm not worried about them and their reactions. But, uh, you know, I, I do have a dog with a, uh, a loud mouth, so obviously I'm concerned that if the red dots come through my bedroom, bedroom window at 6 o'clock in the morning that, uh, you know, we've seen how they treat dogs that uh, bark at them. So what does your attorney say? Uh, I, I have a couple of attorneys. I have my local Raleigh attorney, and then I uh, engaged a uh, an attorney who practices in D.C. back when the original th- uh, threats uh, prosecution were taking place. And they have uh, have told me that this is obviously a first of all, it's an intimidation um, effort by the DOJ. Of course it is. But second, but secondly, it appears that they're trying to entrap me in some sort of process crime because they didn't subpoena me directly. They subpoenaed my videos. And so whatever it is that they're looking for is what I think is, is that they're going to try and build a case of some sort of obstruction of justice, something like that. If they find missing elements or things don't line up with all of my stories for the last two and a half years, that sort of thing. But the, um, the reality, the reality, uh, Glenn, is that simply uh, moving forward with this myself, I have no intention of stopping. I mean, I was I was warned in the subpoena itself by uh, AUSA Anita Eve. I mean, I I just want to read you one sentence from the subpoena cover letter. She said, although you are not required to do so, you are requested not to disclose the existence of this subpoena. Any such disclosure Mm -hmm. could impede the investigation being conducted and thereby interfere with the enforcement of law. And that's what they're trying to do. So, they're trying to entrap me in a process crime. Uh-huh. And they will keep your mouth shut. And if you don't, if you do what you're doing right now, they're going to charge you with obstruction of justice because yeah. you were impeding the the law enforcement just doing what it was trying to do. Jeez. That's exactly what it is. And, and the worst aspect of all of these January 6th um, uh, cases, and this is the thing that I've been warning America about through my own uh, podcast and, and uh, blog and et cetera, et cetera, is I've been saying all along that the most dangerous aspect of nearly all of these uh, J6 cases is the Department of Justice focus on speech and the oh, – yeah. um, the limiting of speech. And it doesn't matter whether you're a parading grandma through the Capitol or it was the scary words of an Oath Keeper leader, which, by the way, had nothing to do with January 6th. It's those words that are being used to establish these incredibly ominous precedents in hundreds and hundreds of federal court cases um, against political expression by those who deign to think, act, speak against the approved narrative. Well, you're not alone. Um, uh, soon I will be um, sharing some things uh, that uh, uh, I've seen a letter very similar to that. In fact, had that exact <laughs> paragraph in it. Uh, okay. And uh, my family is being targeted and uh, uh, it will not stand. It will not stand. And um uh, when we are ready to expose, we will. Um, but same with you. Thank God you are uh, brave enough to do this. I want to talk to you about what you uh, learned on January 6th and what you learned from the 41 hours without getting into the, you know, the story that you're writing. Can you give right. us a little bit of a hint of, of what you found? We'll do that coming up in, in just a second. 
Steve Baker, investigative journalist, now being investigated. Now he's an investigated journalist. Uh, he's just received a, jan- uh, a grand jury subpoena over the January 6th reporting that he did from the Capitol. This is bad, gang. If they will do this, I'm telling you, they will do this to anyone. Everything they're doing to Donald Trump right now is not about Donald Trump. It is about uh, it's about Ron DeSantis. It's about Vivek Ramaswamy. It's uh, uh, about you. It's about me. It's they're saying, don't you ever, ever even think about challenging us because we have all of the tools and one way or another, we will destroy you or your family or your loved ones. I, I don't want to get into it now, but I had a real spiritual experience where I believe uh, at one point uh, Satan just grabbed me by the throat and he said, you think you think you know how I can destroy you. I will destroy and tear your family apart. Uh, that is exactly what our government is doing. Sponsor this half hour is Blinds.com. Now, here's something you may never have heard of because I hadn't. A cyber summer sale. Now through August 8th, you're going to get 40% off everything plus doorbuster deals when you go to Blinds.com. Blinds.com knows that summer is the very best time for home improvement. And they've got everything that you could possibly need. uh, Roman and roller shade, shutters, curtains, pretty much everything except the kitchen sink. You'll get that maybe at Home Depot or someplace else. They even have outdoor shades to make your deck or patio cooler. The blackout shades that will keep electric bills from getting up so high. Blinds.com. Talk to the experts today. Money back uh, guarantee. Uh, 40% off site-wide right now. Doorbusters uh, are also included. 40% off only at Blinds.com. Their cyber summer sale, Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 10 seconds, station ID. A man who will not go gently into the good night, a man who is being threatened now with prosecution because of his uh, January 6th uh, videos, which were nonviolent and been used for HBO, New York Times, the Epic Times. Um, He is one of five journalists that have been given access to the 41,000 hours of uh, Capitol footage for January 6th. Uh, there's all kinds of things in there, and he was doing a story with the Blaze, and uh, lo and behold, as he's getting ready to release this, he's subpoenaed. His tapes are subpoenaed, and he is threatened with prosecution. Steve, can you give us a, a little uh, uh, hint of what you've found, and also, can you tell us, do you think that this is because of your ongoing work in looking, being one of the five that have seen all of these uh, uh, videotapes, or is it just a coincidence? Well, it would be easy to uh, get conspiratorial about it because the timing is uh, absurd and it's it's obviously suspicious. But in terms of what I've found, and I, and, I, and I do believe that they are aware of what I'm looking at because I have been working directly not only with actual congressional investigators. I've been working with uh, the Oversight Project uh, investigators from the Heritage Foundation after the discoveries that I've made. 
uh, I felt like that it was important that I not keep this to myself as being the sole uh, person uh, uh, with this information. So I, I've read about 10 people in, including uh, obviously uh, the blaze into this, uh, this particular story, but it, it all began for me when I began to watch the courtroom proceedings themselves. I, I was actually there every single day of the first o- Oath Keepers trial for nine weeks. And I was in, in the media room right. of, the, of the courthouse uh, covering that event. And then what I learned was, uh, and this was, you know, I, I wouldn't say it was shocking to me, but it was, it was uh, definitely stark. And that was that I was seeing the Department of Justice and the FBI colluding in creating evidence that didn't exist out of whole cloth, and then also, of course, suppressing exculpatory evidence that should have been allowed into those mm-hmm. trials. And so after viewing that, there was a uh, there was a particular moment, which I won't give away right here because it, it would reveal what the story is itself, that I had this, uh, this eureka moment, and I went, oh my God, this is a conspiracy under the part of the Department of Justice to convict these men and I think I can find it. Well, it took many months before I was finally granted access to that 41,000 hours worth of tape. So I knew what I was looking for when I got there. And I had about six or seven other stories that I wanted to review during the three days of access that I had. But as I began working on this one particular story, it became a day, then two days. And then I ended up spending all three days on it because it became bigger and bigger and bigger. So while I won't reveal what that story is right now, because we'll do that later when the time is right. But the point is, is that I have, I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm telling the country right now, I have found the kill shot of actual Department of Justice, FBI collusion in suppressing evidence and also in creating evidence that does not exist. Can you, when, when are you expected to release this? Has this uh, delayed things? Uh, no, uh, the only delay that we're facing right now is that the um, uh, McCarthy team there at the, uh, the the House offices where these these videos are archived and presented, they've hit they've hit the pause button on access. I need about two more days in there to tighten it up, button it up, you know, make sure that there's no loose ends, and then uh, I have been told that I will have first. Uh, shot back into the video room once they uh, issue a press release on their new media guidelines, policies, and procedures because the mainstream media coalition, New York Times, Politico, et cetera, et cetera, yes. uh, sued, sued the uh, government for access uh, because of the exclusive stories that Tucker was given access to at the time. So Correct. in response to that, they've had to create this new uh, policy where they're going to grant everyone access and that I have been promised by those congressional staffers that I'm going to be first in. That was supposed to be today, but that policy still has not been released yet. Andrew, I'm anxious to see what you have. Uh, Keep digging. Continue to stand. We will pray for you and your family. Uh, Keep us up to speed on what's happening to you personally, and we will look for your story with The Blaze, hopefully very soon. And uh, the Glenn Beck program. We want to thank Steve for being on with us. Thank you, Steve. Um, Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Relief Factor. If you're one of those people who have lived with frequent or constant pain, you uh, you probably also rejected a few things out of hand. I know I did. I just didn't. Oh, it's all natural. It's not going to. I don't know why. It was such a Western way of looking at things. If it doesn't have pharmaceuticals, if it doesn't have all kinds of chemicals, it's probably not going to work. Really? 
relief factor relieves inflammation and the reason why it works at least for me i think is ibuprofen has never done anything for me it's like i don't know it's take like so it's like drinking you know kicking back a rock uh, and expecting that to make a difference in your life um ibuprofen is only attacking inflammation from one direction relief factor hits your inflammation at four different levels that's why I think it works for me. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month because I think they're like me. They found relief. Relief Factor. Call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Get their three-week quick start for $19.95. It's ReliefFactor.com. We've been talking about all the important journalism going on here at The Blaze. Great time to subscribe. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, it's been uh, incredible the last, well, the last two hours of this podcast. If you've missed any of it, go and get the full thing wherever you get your podcast and subscribe and uh, and uh, also rate and review, if you will. That helps the algorithm uh, so new people will discover the show. Andrew Bailey is with us now. He is he was just sworn in as the attorney general of the state of Missouri just last is 23. Yeah, last uh, January. He's a constitutional conservative. He is a former uh, military uh, veteran. He is two he has two Army Achievement Medals, Army Commendation Medal, Combat Action Badge and two bronze stars. He is currently focused on uh, protecting the Constitution, enforcing the laws as written, defending the state of Missouri, supporting the counties, and training a whole new generation of service-minded attorneys, which is so important. He's going to be in front of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals on Thursday, tomorrow, and he's going to be arguing on behalf of you and the state Uh, trying to get the stay that he has already won from the court that the government cannot continue to coerce and collude with social media companies to censor free speech. He is with us now. Hello, sir. How are you? Doing well, and thank you so much for having me on. You bet. So, uh, by the way, you're a great replacement for your fi- your your last attorney general, who is now in uh, who's now the Senate uh, of the United States. Um, you've already won in a lower court. You are just saying you believe and I do, too. This is the biggest violation of freedom of speech in our nation's history. Covid was the Trojan horse. And you've got us. You got to stay so you can you can st- the government has to stop doing this. What is the argument against this? Well, that's a great point. And this is all about protecting our constitutional right to free speech. You know, the left has bought in completely that the government somehow gets a say in what we should and shouldn't be talking about on big tech social media, that they get to any, any viewpoint that they disagree with, they will label as misinformation, 
disinformation or malinformation, and then we'll demand censorship of that speech on big tech social media. And it doesn't just harm the speaker, it harms the listeners as well. The right to free speech is not just the one saying the words, it's the one receiving the words. And so this is a, a, Correct. a, a the worst First Amendment violations in this nation's history. You know, the history is not going to look kindly on the position the left has taken on this. And it's amazing that the very people who are supposed to be, quote unquote, protecting us from misinformation are actually spreading misinformation by denying what core political speech is. And it's, it's the legacy of freedom of protecting that speech in this nation's history. Uh, I'm trying to get I'm trying to look up uh, on one of the books. I've narrowed it down to two books that I've written, and I can't remember which one. But I talk about the Sedition Act um, and the arguments back and forth. And the the founders and the people that were involved in the Alien and Sedition Act uh, with uh, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, they had brutal discussions and they finally came down on the fact that even lies knowing lies need to be protected otherwise the government is the arbiter of of all truth and we know that freedom of speech is to make sure that you can keep the government in check that's one of the most important parts of the first amendment is to be able to keep the government in check and if they can tell us what to say and not to say, and they can say, nope, that's a lie, that's not true. If they're the arbiters of that, then there is no freedom of speech to protect yourself against an out-of-control government. So the First Amendment is meaningless. That's absolutely right. I mean, I, and I personally believe that, the, like the founders, that the rights codified in the Bill of Rights come from God, not man, and the whole purpose is to protect us from government. The, the idea that we would put the right to free speech, free, freedom of the press, and freedom of religion in the same very First Amendment, because they're rights of conscience, you know, that, that, make, that symbolizes and signifies how important those rights are to the founders and that legacy of freedom that we've inherited from previous generations, that, and it's up to us to protect it. And it, just like the Sedition Act, you know, history does not look kindly. The Sedition Act was wrong when it happened. Correct. And, but, it, but, you know, the, a huge distinction, the Sedition Act was passed by the people's elected representatives. Now, they made a legal error in, in passing that legislation, but this is being done by federal bureaucrats with no congressional authorization. So it's actually even worse. Correct. 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 Um, you, do you believe that COVID was the trial run for all of the? It gave them the cover to be able to figure out how to just circumvent entirely the First Amendment and, and really get it down with these social media companies? Yes, COVID was the excuse that allowed the federal government or, or encouraged the federal government to coerce and demand censorship on big tech social media. And they did that by threatening to repeal Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which is the, the economic boon to these companies that have allowed this, this monopoly to grow. Mm-hmm. And when President Biden from the White House lawn said, Facebook, you're killing people. We're going to take care of business if you don't up your censorship game. That's a coercive threat. And look at the emails that came out in the Facebook files that Congressman Jordan released just within the last few weeks. I can, in my discovery, in my lawsuit, I can show you the, the, the rock being dropped in the pond and how the, the specific demands from the White House and across a spectrum of bureaucratic agencies to big tech saying, hey, take down these posts, de-emphasize that speech, de-platform that, those, those speakers. But what Congressman Jordan has shown you is the ripples in the pond. 
what was going on internally to Facebook as they were receiving these demands from the federal government. And clearly Facebook understood that they were acting at the, the, the demand of Joe Biden's White House and that they understood they were violating the First Amendment. This is scary stuff. I go back to my first question. I know the Democratic attorney generals uh, have uh, filed a friend of a court uh, brief, an amicus brief, uh, to support Joe Biden's position. What is their what's their argument? They believe that it's a public safety issue, that the people can't be trusted to have free, fair and open debate. I mean, think about how frightening that is. And if I'm on the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, if I'm one of the, the judges on the three judge panel that's going to hear oral argument this week, I'm going to look at the Department of Justice in the face and say, why is big tech social media any different? Would you be allowed to mute a cell phone if Glenn Beck and Andrew Bailey were talking on a cell phone and said things you didn't like? Would you be able to redact in a newspaper? Would you be able to silence uh, you know, a talking head on, on the television? Why is big tech different? The founding fathers understood that freedom of speech is a timeless principle. It didn't matter that in the 1700s it was pamphlets, in the 1930s it was radio, in the 1950s television, in the 1990s it was internet, now it's big tech. That doesn't matter. The timeless principle remains the same. And so why is big tech any different? So, you know, the First Amendment, I, I think people just think that it's, I'm, I have a right to say these things. The, the, the whole Bill of Rights was meant to control the government, to handcuff the government. And there are five rights in the First Amendment. The first one is freedom of religion. Why did they have that? Because the government had colluded and become a state religion. And so religion was controlling people in cahoots with the government. So that's why you don't have to be freedom of religion. Government can't establish anything with religion. You you don't have to belong to a certain religion. You can be an atheist if you want. It doesn't matter. The government cannot collude or tell religion what to do. The next one is freedom of speech, because, as you pointed out, the pamphlets, you have to have a right to communicate and question things and not just because I have a right to say he's a fatty, fat, fat. So, yes, we have to tolerate all the speech that we find offensive, but it is made mainly so you can question your government. Same with freedom of the press. Same with right to assembly. You can go and assemble in a group And you have a right to do that because the government was breaking up groups that they didn't like. And then the last one is the right to petition your government. The entire First Amendment is not about, hey, I have a right to make pornography. It is the right to question the government and say they are wrong. How how do you how, how could you possibly lose this? I completely agree with you. And I would point out, too, you know, the, the evidence that we put on it, it. This isn't just Andrew Bailey making an argument and speculating. We put on evidence in court back in May at the district court level. And that's what led to the nationwide injunction. And the evidence that we put on three points to make. Number one, exactly like you said, the speech that was censored was core political speech. It was people questioning the effectiveness of the government's response to COVID. That is core political Correct. speech. It was illegal for the government to censor. But secondly, all the speech that was censored as misinformation ended up being true. So the people were denied yes. necessary information upon which they could have made personal health decisions. It makes us less safe. Third, 
the speech that was censored was exclusively conservative. It's viewpoint discrimination because Joe Biden wants to silence and stifle any political opponent. He's willing to weaponize the federal government to do it and violate our First Amendment rights in the process. What does it mean if we if you lose this tomorrow? I mean, it'll go to the Supreme Court. But what does it mean if this is if this is not upheld eventually? Well, I have confidence that the the court's going to do the right thing here. I mean, if you read the district court order from July 4th, 155 pages, but the majority of that document is just a recounting, an enumeration, a recitation of the evidence that we adduced. That's how voluminous the evidence was in support of our position. Only a small fraction of the 155-page order was the actual court directing the government what not to do. And all the court mm. district court said was that the, the, the federal government is prohibited from colluding with big tech social media to silence political speech protected by the First Amendment. All the court order says is the government can't violate the First Amendment. What is there to appeal? How can the Court of Appeals not affirm the district court decision? What, it's okay to violate the First Amendment now? I mean, the Department of Justice's position is laughable. They say, well, we don't understand what we can and can't do. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> the Department of Justice attorneys doesn't understand First Amendment case law? It's laughable. I mean, wow. if it wasn't our constitutional yeah. rights at issue, it'd be a lot more comical. Uh, I can't thank you enough, um, Andrew, for standing up. We're talking to Andrew Bailey. He's the Missouri Attorney General. Um, we will keep you in our prayers tonight and tomorrow as you prepare and you deliver this argument uh, tomorrow. This seems like a no-brainer. Unfortunately, there are many people that have no brains uh, or have a political agenda that does not coincide with the Bill of Rights. So we'll keep you in our prayers, Andrew. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. We'll keep fighting for our freedom of speech. You got it. These days, if you want to go spend a day down at the gun range, you better be prepared to take out a second mortgage on your house. If you are a shooter, you have to keep your, um, your ability to shoot, your training uh, up to date. It is a perishable skill. And you are, irres- quite honestly, you're irresponsible if you don't, Uh, practice and you just kind of take it for granted it is a deadly weapon and if you ever have to pull that gun you better be prepared to shoot and shoot to kill nobody's i'm not going to shoot you in the foot dude sorry i'm going to shoot to kill that's what i have a gun for to protect my family and my own self uh and i better be a good shot it's like if even if you're using a gun to just for hunting you have a responsibility to be a good shot and, and not wound the animal. Take the animal out as fast and as easy as possible. You have to be a good shot. Mantis X is uh, something that they use now all over in the military, but it started with the Marines. And uh, you can practice without loading your gun. You can also use this at the gun range, but you just put it on your iPad or your phone, this app, and you attach a sensor at the end of the barrel and then you just start shooting and you can dry fire and point to anything and it will track exactly what your hand is doing with the gun as you squeeze the trigger as you aim it and it gives you a score it then tells you in real time it charts it where is your barrel going when you're starting to squeeze the trigger and it will tell you how to correct that 
94% of the shooters improve within 20 minutes of using Mantis X. Good enough for the Marines. I think it's good enough for me. I use it, and it is great. MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Jack Posobiec is uh, going to be joining us here in just a second. He is the uh, host of Human Events with Jack Posobiec. Uh, the Andy No ruling, uh, I think, is stunning and probably one of the most important stories, in th- at least the most important story today. Um, Andy, Andy uh, Go was um, suing in a civil court these Antifa people who doxed him, found out who he was, and then pointed him out in a crowd and said, that's him, get him. And they almost beat him to death. So we now, so the jury said, no, 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 nothing. No, the, the Antifa, you know, guys, they had no part of this. Not a problem. Okay. So the, the jury, in closing statements, heard from the defense attorney that I'm a member of Antifa, and I know and will never forget any of your faces, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. That's a threat. They also, uh, the judge just admitted that the jurors reported that Antifa was trying to dox them. A journalist was accosted by Antifa uh, inside the courthouse. How is this standing? How is this standing? Is everybody afraid of Antifa? Jack is going to be on with us in uh, just a second. He's going to give us the full uh, take on this. Uh, but he also wrote something, and I really want him to, uh, to explain this to me. Results like the Andy No ruling today uh, go to the nature of the fight for 2024. If you don't have the guts for that fight, get out of the way. This isn't a time for policy debate. Uh, Queensbury Republicans aren't built for this. I'm not sure what that means. I think I agree with him, but I'm not sure what that means. Jack is going to be here next. Jack Posobiec, Turning Point USA contributor and host of Human Events with Jack uh, 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 Posobiec, coming up next. 